1: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health
2: insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten
1: by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
2: As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves.
3: You know, I embrace myself as I am. I'm, I'm go easy on myself. You know, I'm vulnerable with myself. Vulnerability—that's the more vulnerable you are with a person, the deeper the connection you create with them.
0: Drop it like a drop it like a drop it like a Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy. We've been following you for a while, and. As this year, well, before I get started, welcome to the Cat and Nat Unfiltered Podcast.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
0: If, I mean, I know you are a Canadian-born rapper like us, but you live in LA now. <laughs> You're <laughs> a rapper just like us. No, yeah, not just like three, that.
3: Just three rappers hanging <laughs> out.
0: Yeah, she is more than me. <laughs> if I was to, what would you say would be your bio now, today? Because I feel like it has evolved and changed so much as Humble the Poet.
3: Yeah, I would probably just say, uh, you know, a Toronto, Toronto, uh, I guess not even, I guess, yeah, Canadian born artist um, that does spoken word poetry, I rap, uh, I create visuals, I design clothes, I write books, I'm getting into TV and film, um, did a lot of stuff on YouTube. yeah, and, and you well, were a
0: teacher. You were an I was
3: an I was teacher. an actual Toronto District School Board elementary school teacher at Highfield Junior School, uh, the second largest elementary school in Toronto. You.
0: They must have loved you. What grade?
3: I taught the I, well, I taught for a couple of years, but the so I mainly taught the 4th grade and the 3rd grade.
0: They must have just they must have been so sad when you left because uh, someone who worked with kids too, I know you like, you're like you there for the kids, not for anything else, not for the parents, not for, you know? like for the money. Different. When you like the kids, you like the kids, yeah. you know?
3: Yeah, I remember, and I, I actually left in the middle of the year. So I told oh. them for Christmas, they go, I'm not coming back. And... I'm not
4: coming back.
3: Yeah, and it, it's adorable because they can't process the way, you know, if I tell you, you know, hey guys, you guys will never see me again. You guys might say something like, oh, that's sad. But yeah. then it's like, Like, they just, it's just a silence because they can't process it right then and there. And then I'm showered with like handmade gifts and, you know, letters and all this type of stuff. And also, they're developing brains. I always assume they just forget about me. But over the years, I've run into many of them. And I've also run into students that that went to the school that were never mine, that claim to be mine. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I was in your class. And I'm sitting there like, I don't, don't know, yeah. That much weed, I don't remember <laughs> you.
0: Isn't that kind of the best though? Like that you made an impact even though you didn't know that you did. It that's why kids are the best.
3: Yeah, I think it's really interesting, especially um it, it definitely feels like a completely different life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I yeah. started I got in teaching very young. I think I was 22 when I started teaching. Um, so that you know, like that was more than 15 years ago. So some of these kids are like full-blown adults.
0: And you have three books now? Three books, right?
3: In Canada, I have four. In America, I have three. Do you There was see- a book in between that was just for Indigo.
0: Oh, because yeah. one of them is like, okay, the, the first two releases are Unlearn and Things Nobody Can Teach Us. I feel like that's an inspiration. Like, that's so interesting that you were a teacher and now you're unlearning. That's like... What's the word? You're the poet paradigm. depth poxidide. You know the x. Never,
3: I, I don't know any of I was gonna say theme.
0: Antioxidant. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> like anti-oxidant. The Opposites. Like it's like you went and did this, and then you went and we're like, let's unlearn what I nobody uh, can teach you.
3: Juxtaposition?
0: Yes.
4: Good one. Also antioxidant. Same thing. <laughs> Pretty much.
3: Same. Yes, antioxidant. I'm not
4: yeah. a poet, right? Just so you know. <laughs> but you talk all about love and you know it's so funny Kat and I have had some really deep conversations about love and um why we love and who we love and the reasons that we even we sat on a plane once and we talked about our love and why we love each other and it got really weird and crazy but um you talk all about that, not just like just love. Well, your book is how to be loved or or for, like how to be
0: loved for, right? Like how to love and how to be loved for if I'm, if I'm not saying that right. Is that correct?
3: Yeah. I, I mean, the book was my uh, literary attempt at clickbait. You know, you realize that everybody, they want love. So the book, you know, <clears throat> bluntly, you know, if I want to sell the book, you say how to be loved. How do you know everybody wants to be loved? But the Jess, truth is-, is
4: is that what everybody wants is to be loved?
3: I, th- I think that's the only reason anybody does anything. It's for love. It's that thirst for love. Like that kill desire.
0: people? They kill people for love?
3: Yeah. Every I think everything that anybody does, any any action is motivated for the and not motivated through love. I'm not saying they're killing people because they love. Right. I mean, they might they might kill people because they want love and they think maybe they can achieve love somehow. Maybe they're killing somebody to make money and then they think that money is gonna give them a certain status and a power and that status and a power will give them love. Do you think we
4: want love from like, people are craving love from all the, like they want love from people around them?
3: So what I think is people crave love and most of the things that they're chasing aren't love. You know, it's kind of like craving a a really good meal and then going to McDonald's. So, you, you know, you're craving something nutritious But then, you know, you end up chasing something delicious. And I think it's the same thing in the world of love, where it's like people are craving authentic, people are craving love, but some of them have not been exposed to just authentic, peaceful, calm love. So instead, they start chasing things that are more delicious, like validation, power, attention, admiration, status, attraction, worship, all of these things that like kind of tickle our ego more so than actually give us a sense of peace that love actually is.
0: Wow, is that okay? Because uh, why? Why do we find love so? Why is it so complicated? Why, like, because a mother's love, which we are, feels simple, like feels um, very straightforward, even though they can um, complicate you emotionally. You love them to just love them. It's not hard. Why? Why is other love so hard?
3: Um, I think the beauty of a mother's love, and there's a chapter uh, in the book called You Don't Know Love, which is an entire chapter of an ex-girlfriend um, telling me that I shouldn't write a book about love because I don't have kids. And it's her kind of telling me that, because she has two kids, and she's like, how are you writing a book about love? You don't have kids. You don't even know what love means. She's you never she's, And she's bluntly saying to me, I've never experienced love because I don't have kids. And I kind of understand where she's coming from in that context. And, and I think the beauty of a mother's love is that, it required like it is probably a beautiful template of what we should understand love to be because it's not a transactional relationship. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: You know, Um, it didn't require history. You know, you didn't have to know your your child to love them. Um, Your child doesn't have to reciprocate. If anything, all they actually do is the exact opposite for an extremely long time. Um, And I think as well, it it helps create a, a different view of love. So, The reason I think it's become so complicated is, A, um, the creatures that we are as humans, for the vast majority of our history, let's say humans have existed for, in our current form, let's say 40,000 years, um, and we were living in small tribes, small villages, small caves, whatever. I don't think for the vast majority of human history, humans were living in populations more than 100. So what happened with that is you start having this like village mindset, it's kind of like a middle school mindset where you're very mindful of how you are in relation to everybody else. who is, um, Who has authority over you? Who do you have authority? You're understanding yourself. And you also realize acceptance means survival. If the village doesn't accept you, they kick you out and you will die. That's translated into this, uh, you know, we still have that fear, even though the fear isn't real anymore. You know, if your social circle kicks you out, you don't physically die. But the idea of FOMO, the idea of rejection, they feel they still bring up those ancient fears. So what ends up happening is we become people pleasers and we start choosing being likable over everything. And being likable does not create pathways of love. And if you guys are parents, you guys know that your goal isn't to make your kids like you. Your goal is to keep them safe and healthy and and, and on a certain path. And, you know, for in order for them to love you and in order for you to love them you know that requires a deeper relationship so i think what happens with us in this society is first we live in a society which is buy shit be happy that's the society we live in so now how do you convince someone to buy shit you the way you convince them to buy shit is by telling them that they ain't shit until they buy shit right so you're not good enough as you are So you need to buy this product, you need to buy this product, you need to own this car, you need to have these 17 outfits, you need all this stuff. So now people think they're not worthy as they are. And then we start having these conversations about worthiness and enoughness. Um, And these aren't conversations we should have. We shouldn't be telling people you're worthy of love, you're enough for love. We should go one step further and be like, there's no such thing as being worthy as a person. There's no such thing as being enough of a person. How do you define enough of a person? I can pluck your fingers off and you're still a person, you know? So stop, we have to stop measuring ourselves and thinking that we have to qualify for love. Everybody you love in your life has flaws and you could probably write a whole book on those flaws and none of those flaws disqualify them from the love you have for them. Nobody.
0: I I, I have to take a quick break. We have to take a quick break. And then I want to come back and ask you a question about, um, women and men and this whole idea of, um, buying shit and being in. So to help us, we brought
1: in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a
0: thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. to get thirty, thirty. to get thirty. to get twenty, twenty, twenty. to get twenty, twenty. to get fifteen, 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 fifteen. Just fifteen bucks a month. Sold. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch.
1: Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following
2: us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelpcom cat and nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's slash
0: cat and nat. Yes. Okay. So we are women. All we know is a woman's perspective. And it feels like um, women put up with a lot more shit for love in relationships than than per se men it seems that would be the narrative that you hear do you think that women have less self-love than men in general or what's your experience with like self-love and women versus men and it I never even thought of men not loving themselves I think of men not knowing themselves versus not loving themselves
3: I, I I like the way you framed it in the beginning, saying that we're women, so we only know women's perspectives. So it's like I could say the same thing if I wanted to and be like, "Well, as a man, yeah,
0: yeah, well, I'm know our yeah. experience or I don't even oh, know. Oh no, women. no, completely
3: no, but ours, not
4: no, even. But, ours. No, but I
3: appreciate because you you're aware that there there are multiple perspectives from it, and I think so. I the way I, I wrote this book, I just wrote it from a human perspective, which I think is a little bit easier, and then it helps us kind of look at all of our relationships. So even when I talk about love, I don't differentiate love from a romantic sense, from a family sense. You know, my, the big idea that I'm exploring here is like your love for mint chocolate chip ice cream is no different than your love for your best friend, no different than your love for your child. Now there could be love. Now, and the way I look at it is you don't love somebody. Somebody shows you where love is. Love is everywhere. So the analogy I use is love is the breeze. The work that we're using, the work that we're doing is to open our sails. So now with your child, it's a lot easier to find that breeze and feel that breeze and open your sail and establish a pathway with that love. And then with somebody else you just met, you're going to have to spend time establishing that pathway and that connection. And over time, depending on your expectations, your insecurities and what what have you, you know, there could be things blocking that pathway between you and the other person. So what I think it is, is is generally Realizing the context of our relationships with different people and why we have them the way we do, you know, whether it's modern dating, um, whether it's friendships, uh, whether it's work colleagues, um, whether it's our relationship with our siblings or our parents or, you know, our neighbors, you know, all of those, oftentimes, a lot of the things that we do, you know, happen when we were children, when we didn't have a lot of control over where we lived, who we hung out with. You know, what we were learning about, et cetera. And then as adults, you know, if we were to try to add a new skill or talent or relationship, we start to realize that it's way more work than we ever realized. You know, if you're if you have an elementary school best friend, the conditions were there for you to see them every single day. Maybe your desk was beside them and you know, you were pretty much almost force fed each other and you were at an age where your brain was developing. So now you guys are having so many first experiences with each other. And that's a very successful recipe for a strong relationship. But let's say you're in your thirties now. Now, how are you going to ensure you see somebody every day? You got to put them in your calendar. How are you going to ensure you have new experiences with somebody? You're going to have to like sit there and make a bucket list. You know, otherwise it's generally the opposite. It's like, Hey, I like you dive into my world, come to all my favorite restaurants, watch all my favorite movies, listen to all, read all my favorite books, listen to all my favorite songs. And that doesn't establish a connection. That's just you looking for someone to help validate that you exist Mm -hmm. versus saying, hey, I love you. What is your favorite song? What's your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite movie? Let me dive into your world.
0: Do you have to love yourself in order to be able Mm -hmm. to provide what you're saying? Because if we're all looking for validation, like you're saying, I I think that that's why you're like, come, come to me, come show me, come do this for me. So it's like what how do you get to the place where you can show love without needing to receive love to show it?
3: Yeah. so again, I'm I, I, the way I'm looking at this is instead of saying I love myself and and I love you, uh, I'm establishing a pathway of love within myself. I'm creating a relationship with myself the same way I'm creating a relationship with anybody else. How. How do you create a relationship with anybody? You you're you're sitting beside your best friend. What what do you do with your best friend to start that relationship, establish that relationship, and maintain it? First thing, the probably the, the most successful thing that you guys have probably done, which I've seen publicly in, in your videos, um, is you embrace each other as you guys are. You know, right. so if you if you go on my Instagram, the first my pinned video is me in my underwear talking. Yeah. And, be, and the reason I made that video is because people are like, oh, you, you think you're a love guru now? Well, where's your wife? Where's your kids? Where's You know, where's your? Where's all the things that love should give you? And I'm like, that's not the love that I'm t- talking about. The love that I'm talking about is I can look at my look myself in the mirror and not be critical. You know, I embrace myself as I am. I'm i go easy on myself. You know, I'm vulnerable with myself. Vulnerability. That's the more vulnerable you are with a person, the deeper the connection you create with them. You know, whether that's telling each other your deepest, darkest secrets, whether that's crying in front of each other, you know, whether that's sharing a bathroom, whatever it could be. That's what establishes that deeper connection. We have to do that with ourselves. So what we need to do is when we are talking about this, do I love myself to love others? One thousand percent, your relationship with yourself will decide every relationship you have. And the way I like to frame it is prioritize your self-respect over your self-esteem. You know, say
0: that one more time prioritize your self-respect over your self-esteem so that yeah. means i respect myself i don't need to feel good because i respect myself
3: how you feel about yourself is more important than how others feel about you
0: oh because mm-hmm. self-esteem is about other people yeah. and self-respect is about yourself
3: exactly
4: I feel like we're in school right now, I'm learning, I'm doing a good job. We just had a conversation this morning about how, you know, we've always known, um, you know, let's just say girls who always want, like they would want the attention from guys to make themselves feel better. And they need to have like regular sex with their partner to feel like they are loved by them. And um, they need someone to tell them, you're pretty for them to feel pretty, a lot of validation. A lot of validation, but you, you really like you shouldn't need another person to have well, that kind of self-respect. You have to get that for yourself. Don't, well, you? I, I don't
3: you? I don't want to say I don't want to live in the world of shouldn'ts and you know make these kind of okay. rules. I want to say it more so the idea of um, the way you feel about yourself is inside you, right? There is nothing you can. There's actually nothing you can do on the outside. To improve how you feel so the, the george carlin quote like if you're hungry you can't tape a sandwich to your body You know, it, <laughs> it has true. to go, yeah it has it has to be internal so this idea of gaining external validation it doesn't work it's not that you shouldn't do it it just doesn't work because if it worked you wouldn't keep having to do it right yeah. so now instead when we focus on things that build self-respect so what, what i realize is the more self-respect i chase the more i do things to earn my own self-respect the less I chase outside validation. And I also am aware. So the first thing is I don't judge anybody or myself for wanting outside validation. As I said, this is this is ancient software built into all humans. We needed outside validation to stay alive. We needed people to like us to stay alive because we lived in smaller communities and we definitely required that. So I, I'm not holding it against myself or anybody else. And that's, you know, the subtitle of the book is Go Easy on Yourself. So the first step is just realize, okay, I want everyone to like me and that makes me normal. But now what I have to realize is I'm in a society where everyone can't like me. That's impossible. You know, that whole, you can be the juiciest peach in the world and some people just don't like peaches. It's that same idea. And also, even if a lot of people like me, so, and I think we can all attest to this, having more followers than the average human being and getting more comments and more likes and more engagement, it doesn't, do mu- you know it doesn't do much the way people it's think of it is and like then you spoiler know
0: alert, it does nothing
3: yeah it does nothing and then you can imagine if you, you 10x your following i 10x my following you know the, and you can 100x it because there's people with those numbers too it doesn't make a difference it, it takes it's the same amount of people that like you same amount of people that, uh, that don't like you just at a different ratio you know so for the average person if they have one person liking their picture and maybe or like 10 people liking their picture one person hating For us, it might be a thousand people liking it and a hundred people hating it. It's the same ratio. So it's more about understanding the internal versus the external. And the internal is just, let me develop a relationship with myself because I can't successfully outsource the solutions to any of these feelings. If I feel lonely, there's nothing I can do outside of myself to effectively address that. And I think this is where we think about our romantic relationships. Yes. We're literally outsourcing what we think is the antidote to loneliness by by getting with people. And then, you know, I think, I mean, I I think it's it's 56 percent in America now with the divorce rate. Like there's a high, you know, there's a lot of statistical evidence that is explaining why that just doesn't work.
0: Um, So you're saying that people naturally are taught to couple up. To get validation, because it means they're worth more. Do you think in their head, or they don't even and think they're
3: not about it be alone? I, I think it's a combination of survival. Like survival is there. Mother nature has her own agenda, and I think her agenda for us is: listen, eat, sleep, and make babies. Everything else is not on my to-do list for you. So, um, I'll make it a little bit more difficult to do anything else. You know, so if you're not eating, sleeping, or reproducing, then I'm gonna talk you out of it you know when you decide you want to go for a jog I'm going to talk you out of it while you're tying your shoelaces like these aren't yeah
0: way to think of it actually yeah that's that's that's, because biologically that's what we're taught to do
3: like what we're taught yeah and even the chemicals and the emotions like it's you know it's you know women have to find a mate to to reproduce and also have to understand that if that mate isn't of quality then she has to she's going to have to do all first off a woman can find the greatest guy in the world the most supportive loving successful rich good looking everything man have a child with that person and still is going to do the vast majority of the work raising that child right so your best case scenario is find someone that you enjoy being around and you're still doing the majority of the work and then the majority of women are not finding men of that quality. So now they're doing even more. So that's gonna build a level of um, uh, healthy neuroticism. You know, I have to be cautious, I have to be mindful of it. So these are things, you know, so, it, so walls are gonna get built up, protective walls, you know? So the all of these types of things are what we see in the dating game. You know, I'm dating, I go on a date with a woman, what ends up happening is the first thing I'm doing is not figuring out if I like her, the first thing I'm doing just the way we've set up culture now is trying to get through the wall, get over the wall, let her know that I'm, I'm worth it. Let her know I'm worth the second date. And then the challenge with that is, you know, I turn up the charm all the way I do all my funny stuff, whatever. I finally win her over. She is, she's let down the guards. She likes me. And then what do I do now? I take a step back and I'm like, wait, is she even for me? And then I start <laughs> to pull away.
0: Oh God. Right.
3: Yeah. This is what, this is what a fuckboy boy is. Right. But again, it's, <laughs> it's understanding why it exists that way. Right. Because it's not, because as a, as a, as a man or as a, or growing up as a boy, that's what I was taught. You know, you're taught that you're being chosen, you know, so focus on being chosen. And then, you know, it's cause, and, and that's why we have, for example, like, you know, it's not, it's not difficult for a woman to be uh, promiscuous versus versus a man. You know, we
0: talked about that too. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And and irrespective of people's beliefs on the morality of it, that's, that's a whole other thing, but it's not. So for, for, for a male, you know, other than, you know, the, the, the mega, mega symmetrical faces, you know, for most men, it's, you get to choose amongst those that choose you and the average man, you can ask any man that, you know, how often are they receiving unsolicited compliments from women on a daily basis? Not daily, not weekly, not even monthly. know so from that standpoint it's like the the dynamics of it mix that in with what we're taught through watching Ross and rachel disney movies porn all of this starts to skew our understanding of the whole situation so now everybody's just wearing a bunch of masks and facades you know hoping to find somebody and then slowly hoping they can remove some of those facades when we know and i'm sure you guys know sometimes those facades are never removed and then people either suffocate or they just blow up one day, and I think, and none of that is love. None of that is love.
0: Do you think that you can love yourself enough? Like you can have how many forms of love do you need to be like a, a to feel good about? Like, can you just self love? Like, like you said, can you open up your? Can your mint chocolate chip and your dog and you be love enough?
3: one hundred percent. But I think what ends up happening there is if I have done a lot of work to establish love with myself, so there's a chapter in the book called love is being your own best friend, right? So if I view my relationship with myself from the, the standpoint of a best friend, what's a best friend? A best friend is your biggest cheerleader, but they're also somebody who can kick you in the ass and tell you to get up. Uh, there's somebody that will defend you if anybody tries to disrespect you you know there's somebody that will encourage you to show your fangs and show your teeth and stand up for yourself there's somebody that will put a battery in your back but they're also somebody who if they are critical or constructively critical of you 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 kind of accept it so you're like wait this person can see my blind spots they're on my team you know that's what a best friend is so if i was able to practice and that's the thing you got to practice it. it is work it's not like a it's not just an overnight thing if i practice that with myself take myself out on dates um, spend time um being more intimate with myself, more vulnerable with myself. There's a chapter in here about a girl who told me her antidote to loneliness is dancing, reconnecting with her body, just feeling herself, being aware of herself, looking in the mirror in your underwear, like I did, and not looking in and, and challenging yourself to pick a favorite body part, challenging yourself to be like I accept you as you are, irrespective. You know, there's a million comments in there, but Like, look at this guy, not think, you know thinking that it's, you know, it's okay to have an unhealthy body. Well, even by science terms, I don't have an unhealthy fat count, you know, by scientific terms, you're by scientific terms, women should never have abs by scientific terms. Men should not have abs for a long period of time. All of this will mess up with your hormones. Men should, I think men should be 18 to 22%. I'm probably in the 20 range. And I think women, I don't, please don't quote me on these numbers. It might be 25 to 28, something like that. And so all this, like, for Instagram purposes only, showing your abs, this stuff isn't healthy. So I think having that, the other two things you can do to really uh, develop a deeper relationship with yourself, journal. When you journal, you take these little fragmented thoughts out of your head that feel so heavy, and you put them on paper, they disinfect in the light. And we all know this, even if we don't journal, because when we make a to-do list, so often it's like, oh, my God, I have so many things to do. Then you write your to-do list, and it's like four things You're like... Oh, wow. That felt way heavier in my head. You and know,
0: I, females I'll, are good at this.
3: Yeah. Because
0: really we talk to each other too, and we unload on each other, right? The, we carry we each journal other out loud. Yeah, we, each other. a lot of women journal out loud constantly. I was
4: thinking, so that the, the,
3: the reason one more. is one more. And oh. this is irrespective of your beliefs, irrespective of your beliefs, pray. And the reason I'm going to say this is irrespective of your spiritual beliefs. Because the beauty of prayer is that prayer is the only time that you will be completely honest about what you want and completely honest about what you're grateful for. So, you know, think about what people would actually pray about when no one else is looking, when there's no fear that someone's going to find their journal or their diary. What will they actually be thankful for? What will they actually want? And what you're doing is you're revealing a deeper self. You're revealing your deeper self to yourself.
0: And... That's if you don't have a a belief, you know, you can always use a star. star. You can use, you
3: can use a star. You could do an algorithm. You could do whatever. Yeah. And at this point, I feel like everyone's found something, whether it's the the universe or, you know, the interest. Yeah, Pinterest or the the what's the what do they call it the the flying spaghetti monster? Uh, the atheists call them that. Whatever, whatever you want. But I think the, the goal isn't who. Yeah, the uh, super
0: moons. Whatever you do. Yeah,
3: the, the, the value of it is the deep level of vulnerability that you're expressing through praying more so than who you're praying to. And I think that's what makes it really important. That's cool. And uh, all of these, and, and again, all of this would be the same thing to develop a deep relationship with another human being you're expressing your deepest wants your deepest needs your deepest fears your deepest insecurities the pr- the challenge that we have is we think that you have to go from zero to 100 now you guys have been from, you know super close for a long time you guys can go deep with each other you guys have met me for the first time i can't go super deep with you the first time i met you you but- could though
0: But we, but everyone could. I get it. Yes.
3: Yeah. But, but, and even that is you guys are receiving me because you guys have done a lot of work to receive people and say, look, Mm -hmm. I don't expect people to be perfect. I don't, I'm not here to feed the facade that everyone needs to, to be perfect in any way. So we can receive people who are being imperfect. And maybe we can have certain conversations that people who have met for the first time don't have. But what I, what I learned was, and I learned this through therapy, is just have two lightly vulnerable stories in your pocket that you can tell a stranger for the first time. And it's not TMI. Yeah. You know, so the, the one I have, uh, the strong one that I, that I have that I can tell anybody that wouldn't scare them away is I talk about my dog. I had a German shepherd growing up. Uh, he lived out a full life and, uh, he lived out till 11 and then he had hit problems and we had to take him to the vet. And he was super scared at the vet and it was such a traumatizing experience both for him and for me to watch him super scared and watch us put him to sleep. And I avoided trying to get another dog forever because it just broke my heart. And every time I see somebody else's dog, I just want to give him a big hug and a kiss. Even if I don't know the person and all my friends who have dogs, I'm that backseat dog owner. And then two years ago at the height of the pandemic, I was at one of these illegal parties that we're not supposed to have during the pandemic. And, uh, Somebody said, hey, I know somebody who ordered a dog through this breeder and this is in Toronto. I know somebody who ordered a dog from Belleville, Ontario to a breeder and the parents were brown. The dog turned out black. They don't want the dog. And I was like, dog racism. That's stupid. (laughs) And they said, do you want the dog? And I was like, no, I once this pandemic is over, you know, I'm I'm moving to the States uh, so I can't have a dog. And then they're like, Okay, cool. Last last call for the dog. If you don't want it. I Like, no, I don't want it. You know, three shots of tequila later, I'm screaming, where's the dog? I want the dog. I need the dog. And, uh, you know, so I signed up to 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 buy the puppy who, has, who was literally just born. So I still had to wait two more months. And, you know, now I have a, a beautiful, I have pictures of it right here. I have a beautiful, a beautiful little black mini, goodle, mini golden doodle named Boogie. And... This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay.
4: You'll know real when you get it You can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: Oh, my
0: it's God. I love a German Shepherd to a golden doodle. Oh, a my German God. German Shepherd that's so to a golden
3: doodle. Cute. And it's the greatest thing ever. And she enjoys all the pretty girl privilege in LA. I call her my roommate. I call her the young pretty girl that, you know, I had to buy her rent and pay her food. And she w- runs around the house naked all day. And it's, it's, it's a great relation. She got so discovered. True. She got discovered at the park. We got a paid modeling gig. She got to no. take pictures. Yeah. We're at the park. This is like, she's living the most Hollywood life ever. Like literally someone's like, Hey, has your dog ever modeled? I'm like, my dog's a year old. It's my
4: Dog
3: ever model. Yeah, and she got paid. We took pictures for some really crappy Italian clothing brand where she was the, their dog in a private jet. I got paid three hundred bucks. No. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, this will cover head. your expenses for like two weeks. So like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very expensive dog, but it's just so that's an example where I shared some vulnerability, but none of that is I don't I think people are afraid to be vulnerable cuz they think that information will be used against them or they'll be judged. And I'm like, nope. you know, that's light vulnerability right there. I'm I'm speaking light about light
4: vulnerability. I I, have, I I think that's We tend it. to not be light. We tend to be overly vulnerable. I think about when we first started hanging out again after high school and we started out with like top-level conversations and it was really Sharing some things that we either hadn't talked about with anybody about ourselves that got us closer, whether it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, vul- yeah. Vulnerability is a strong point, for, but I mean, vulnerability is nothing to be
0: like afraid of. Vulnerability is like li- that's real life. Vulnerability that's- is what is the underbelly of life that makes us all human, right? If you don't have vulnerability, you're not really
4: living, you're living in a very yeah. safe place.
3: Yeah, it's vul- super. Sorry, go ahead.
4: Does it, does it, from everyone that you've talked to, um, does it feel like, I mean, I mean, I feel like from people, I feel like so many people still have so much work to do to have that, that self-respect within themselves. Like I'm just even thinking Some about my like, favorite thing, in, in, Instagram posts, when you posted yourself in your underwear, I think you look great in your underwear, but it doesn't really matter what I think you look like in your underwear or when anyone posts a picture of their body and you get all these compliments, none of it really, it really can't it can't get, it can't change your self-respect. You have to. Work and I think on
3: it. it all, yeah. And I think it also educates you. Cause I said, I, like at the end of the day, you know, um, the the reaction I've been getting has been across the spectrum. So the reaction right. has, has been everything from stop propagating unhealthy bodies to your body is so nice. You know, that's, that's not, you're mm. not being brave. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're not, right. even, you know, you don't you're even like, have I'm a,
0: not- any of you yeah. i like myself
3: yeah your, your your fat count isn't high enough to 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 for, for a love yourself Favorite. post oh yeah shit,
0: that's such a good that's so that true. happens
3: so yeah and then oh, and fine. then there's also and then there was also dms from women then there was all you know there was, there was an entire <laughs> spectrum and then there was friends like childhood friends looking for any excuse to make jokes and then i was just recently on the breakfast club and then charlamagne made a comment about he goes he goes. Listen, it's no, nothing matters other than your your uh your the curvature that comes from the underwear. Like everyone has a different opinion about everything and what matters. And I think it's it, it teaches you that everybody can only receive you as far as they are, you know. And and as I said, like th- that for some people that's ultra uh uh vulnerability. For other people, that's light work. But I remember th- three years ago, a fellow author said to me, "You're so brave." for posting about Colin Kaepernick. I could never do that. And I'm sitting there like, that's not even like, this guy's got a Nike deal. Like this guy's not like on the side, like, you know, a controversial figure. Like this guy's, I literally posted a Nike ad. Like this guy's he's he's a mainstream individual. Like that's mainstream activist. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you realize, but that individual felt like he couldn't get politically involved in any capacity, any whatever. Everyone's receiving you at where they're at where their insecurities uh, are. That's that's a
4: really good thing to think about. People make comments about anything you're doing. It's their story.
3: It's their story. It's not yours. And what we start to realize, and I think I've learned this, especially, you know, as a South Asian, um, who, you know, has a mother and two sisters and two nieces, um, you notice a big pattern when it comes to cultures that for the longest time, you know, kind of put most of the weight on women, which you realize is it creates a system where, Prisoners graduate to guards, you know. So where one, you know, so where the, you know, I've noticed that in, in my culture, where the women are marginalized, and then over time they become the, they, so they were the prisoners of this, and then they, they 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 become the guards, and then they start doing the marginalizing. So I started to hear my mom the misogyny that comes in my culture. I hear it out of my mom's mouth, not my dad. He quietly enjoys the privilege. My mom is saying, this is what a woman should do. This is, you know, don't be one of those independent women who has a job and then you come home and you don't even take care of your household duties and all of this. And you're like, she's perpetuating it. And it becomes a cultural situation like that. Um, We start to realize, okay, well, what other prisoners turn into the guards and keep all of this? And it's really about breaking those patterns. You know, that's all we can do. And there's another chapter in the book called uh, uh, Love is Being Your Own Nurturing Parent. It's, it's seeing the gaps in your upbringing. And instead of just going back and being like, I hate you, mom. I hate you, dad. You messed me up. Being like, okay, I'm an adult. I can fill those gaps in now. What did I need back then? I didn't get. I'm also an adult to understand context. Maybe they were too busy surviving and paying the bills. Or mm-hmm. maybe there was nobody there to teach them that going to the bottle is the only solu- isn't the only solution. You know, whatever it may be. Now as an adult, I can process all this stuff. Through my journaling, through my therapy, through my praying, through my dancing, through my art, through my whatever, I can process this stuff. And now, if I need to be, I need to take myself out for ice cream, or I need to do whatever it is that I feel like I require. Then we can make all we can all make that happen.
0: I just uh, we could talk to you forever because I feel like there's so much. Like we have a we have a very linear thinking, like the three of us. And you know, uh, this is going to air near near um, Valentine's Day. And if you want something, get it yourself so you're not disappointed. That's, you know, just kind of like do it for you. Don't wait for other people to show you love, you know? And
3: and, and what I love right now, look, looking at your uh, um, your dog, uh, the, the big lesson I realized through my dog is you can't shame a dog from expressing their needs.
4: <laughs> you can't, especially not this one.
3: Yeah. So this, <laughs> this one's, one's like
4: zero shame. In-
3: yeah. So this one, he's just, he's just, is it a female or a male?
0: She's a female. She's a female.
3: So she's just like, listen, give me some sugar. I need sugar yes. now. And there's nothing. And if
0: you, in- if I stop, if I stop, she literally is like, actually, you're not gonna stop. We're gonna keep going until yeah. I get exactly I'm actually gonna get on. Yep. She likes yeah,
4: to come oh, right in between yeah, us. Yeah. There's
3: no and, yes. and there's a beauty to that, because so many of us have been taught to like shrink our uh our needs in our in our existence. And then when you get a dog, a dog is like, Oh, okay, excuse me, where where are your boundaries? Let me just cross your boundaries, let me just <laughs> Where's your personal space? Let me get up. You know, I need to know where your business is so I can be in your business. And I realized that with mine, because what mine does is endlessly wants to play fetch. And then what she'll do is endlessly. And like, I can watch an entire movie and play fetch with her and she'll, she'll still be playing fetch with me. And what I realized is I'll be like, no more, we're done. And then she'll look at me, she'll walk away and she'll just like fall as like the most dramatic (laughs) fall ever. And then. I'll, I'll go back to what, doing what I'm doing. And then somehow the ball's back in my hand five seconds later. And, yeah. I was like, what, what does, and I've seen her do it and I've seen her do it with complete strangers. As I said, I make music and I'm in LA and I walk into this one studio and there was like 20 dudes um, and, and these guys were like making gangster rap. And I remember I walked in with her I went to go do something. And then I, I turn around and she has two dudes on their hands and knees trying to reach for a tennis ball under, that got stuck under the couch.
0: Oh, I love it.
3: And she's like, she's literally, she's legitimately barking orders at them. I mean, like, she's like a high pitch bark, like, get my ball, get my ball. And they're apologizing to her. And I was like, she's undefeated in how she does this. But the big lesson is like, you can't shame them for having needs. And so often we make ourselves, our needs smaller. We don't express our needs when going into relationships. Needs aren't met because they're not expressed or communicated effectively,
4: okay. you know, and
3: that's, that's what we can impressive. learn. You know, that's probably the, the main lesson we should learn from them. Other than that, you know, it's a codependent relationship and that's definitely what we should not have as humans. No. Um, you know, we, our, our, our human relationships should be a lot more like a cat in the context of like interdepend- um,
0: you're doing a good job. Thank you. <laughs>
3: I'm an yeah, outdoor so, cat. Where, where
0: where where can everybody find you? Well, and uh, I know your when does your book your book is out now, the right? The book is
3: out. The book dropped on December 27th. So, so the book cool. is a little um, you. Yeah. It was designed cool. uh, by uh Ruben Rojas, who uh if you come to LA, you'll see this love uh graffitied everywhere yeah. in Santa Monica and yeah. Venice. Yeah. yeah, I was connected with him. Um he's often known as the love guy. So it's like what who better to do the cover of my book than the love guy. Um so the book is available everywhere, Indigo, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you're listening. Uh everywhere books are available, the book is there. The book's in audio. I recorded it in audio in my voice.
0: You're so chill. It's great. I feel so calm after listening to you. It's kind of crazy. Yes, I'm We're learning about calm. I'm yeah. learning
3: about ASMR and apparently I, I fall into that. So the, yeah, I read the book and and are actually the the book has love stories in it. The book, the the, book, the each section of the book. There's only three sections in the book. What the fuck is love? Love for self. Love for others. Those are the three sections. Easy. And then, yeah, easy. And then the sections are separated by love stories. And are every they love your love stories? Huh? Are
4: they your love stories?
3: I'm in them. They they don't always. They are not always love. I'm not She's always looking the for winner.
4: erotica. That,
0: they're not erotica. Just clarify. No, they're they're no, not they're, sex they're, de-
3: they're definitely not erotica. What I would call no, them is next uh counterintuitive love stories they're they're love stories where you read you read them and you're like wait a minute I never even thought about that as love um everything from there's a story in here about my mom refusing to say she's proud of me because uh in her spiritual beliefs uh pride uh leads to uh jinxing Mm, so her telling me she's not proud of me is to protect me oh so you realize like it's, it's, it's she's actually doing it from a place of love because she, that. I can well, yeah, well, after having the conversation, I can accept it. Yeah. Because for the longest time, you know, she's like, "Go back to teaching, get a real job," and I was like, Look, "Of course, a yeah. real
0: job, yes, yes, the depth yeah. yes." But we're looking for our own self-respect, not self-esteem. So
3: exactly outside validation, and, and you see, you know, a lot of us are still have our parents' voices in our heads, and it oh, like us sure with do. our expectations. And it's just about building that level of awareness, and then being, and and again, once we realize it. Don't beat yourself up. Just be like, okay, this is normal. This is common. Uh, let me address this now. Uh, you know, slowly and surely. And it's gonna be work, and doing hard work is what builds self-respect.
4: Okay, doing hard work is what builds self-respect. It doesn't yeah. just come, um, we gotta work on it. We're always growing. Thank you um, so much. Um, I wish for we joining did this in us. person, but let's 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 hang Life out. Sometime. Sometime. Let's meet in LA. So much more fun. Though. Yes,
3: any, yes, any any anytime there. And then I'm also, yeah. We can do LA and then I'm also now uh in, in my own journey of doing things that are hard. <laughs> I'm looking to leave LA and go to New York.
0: Well, we oh. in New York too. do
3: either. Yeah, we can do all oh, and I'll be in LA for a while still. But I'm saying like as I said, my own journey is like and I had I had just done a week of press in New York and I had the most New York experiences. It got rear-ended by a car, you know, the weather, all all of the New York experiences. I'm like, I am coming into this voluntarily. I enjoying love Doing this, it. knowing that You're my like- rent's gonna double.
0: Yes, it is. Your life's exciting. Hopefully, your dog likes New yeah. York. It sounds like your princess needs like she that. Will,
3: life. Yeah. Well, she she spent the first um, the first six months of her life. Um, you know, we were living in Regent Park, so she had a, she's a little bit used to the noise and the okay. busy and the hustle and bustle. Um, and she's the only she was legitimately the only dog at, at the dog park that wasn't afraid of fire trucks and uh, fireworks. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, she's she's got a city. She's already got her city resilience. I want to keep that. And um, I'm extremely, as I said, she she owns every room she walks into, and I'm pretty sure she'll do the same thing to New York. Many, uh, ma- no. many, many, no, no pets stores they let her in, and and yours is yours is just as beautiful. Yours, yours is much bigger though, like forty pounds.
0: Uh, almost fifty, yeah. She's a she's she's um she's a special character and needs love, lots of love and lots of validation, and has lots. I don't know about her self esteem, but she's definitely great with three children who need lots of snuggles. So she lies on top, sleeps with all of them, and uh, there we go. Hush, little baby. I have a twenty pound one.
3: Yeah, my my, mine's is eighteen. She's eighteen pounds. mine would leave me for you guys. She would legitimately if we walked into a room, she'd be like,
0: if you could cuddle her, she would. You could carry her out like a baby.
3: My, mine always wants to be around the women my mind she's like look us girls are going to be over there just make sure i can see you <laughs> Yeah. make sure i can see you and that's it but don't don't you know and and i've been trying to it's been really it's been really interesting because i i'll say uh you want to fight and she she's that to her means play and then we'll play yeah but i'll be like do you want to cuddle and then she'll run away because she oh, knows okay. that means i'm going to hold her a lot longer than she wants me to hold her
4: same so like with mine
3: yeah she knows yeah. all the little keywords. Mine will come
4: up to me and, and she'll she'll give it to me, but then when I try to pull her in, she backs away. Yeah.
3: She's like, it's on no. my terms. It's all on my terms.
4: Exactly. Yeah. No, mine will
0: take anything and everything and anything. It was so <laughs> nice to meet you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure.
0: Uh and we'll we'll see you soon. <laughs> we'll see you soon. I know it. We will. <laughs> take Bye. care.
3: Bye.